ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. This is Ignition. Welcome to Ignition, a radio show and podcast for the new evangelization. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. And we want to launch your own efforts to explain the Catholic faith and to invite others to live it. Before we get into today's topic, we want to remind you that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. Uh, two easy ways to do that, Father Dickinson, are... You can email us using the email address ignition at sfcatholic.org, or you could tweet at us using the Twitter handle at SFDiocese, we're using the hashtag Ignition. That's at S-F-D-I-O-C-E-S-E with the hashtag Ignition. Right. How you doing? Good. How are you? Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so I'm really liking how... Uh, go ahead. I'm just kind of wishing I was back in my parishes right now. Uh, you'll get there. I know. Soon enough. I know. Um, I, I'm really struck by uh, sort of the, there's been this nice progression mm. this month, these last couple episodes, um, and, and really including this one as well, um, of how they just sort of flow together. So um, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about right worship and mm-hmm. the, the implications of that for culture. Um, and this was not planned. It's just worked out beautifully, I think. Last week, um, we talked about waiting for the coming of the Holy Spirit and who the Holy Spirit is in our life. And this week, we're going to be talking about, well, how do we wait? What are we looking for? And how do we know what God is saying to us? And how do we follow it? Because if, if we're waiting for God, if we're waiting for the presence of God, it's for a specific purpose and the purpose of um, following God's lead. Right, right. So we're going to talk about um, a, a form of prayer, um, for lack of a better word, you can correct me, uh, but called the examine. Um I don't know if we want to say invented or not, by St. Ignatius of Loyola, um, the founder of the Jesuits. Yeah, we'll eventually get to him in that way, mostly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Father, I thought maybe uh, an easy way for me to go about this episode would be ask you the questions. I know that for uh, here in our diocese, uh, at the beginning of April, we had a discipleship day, and you gave a, a breakout session talking about the examine um, and giving some people, those who are present, some ideas on how they can teach the examine to others. Yeah, which is just, it's a beautiful prayer. It's, I like to talk about it as like a great way to unlock God's plan for holiness okay. in your life and learning how to follow God's plan for your life. Okay. That uh, ultimately you could do a lot of things. If, if you're serious about living a life of holiness, if you're serious about living a life that might cause some, a strenuous life, if you will, right. for the life of holiness, you could do it in a couple different ways. But uh, I think the two main ways to get down to it are you could either create a program for yourself or you could learn to follow where God wants to lead. Right. Now, there's pitfalls to each one, and I think one of them is better. Which one do you think is best? I think following God's lead is best. Yeah, following God's lead is definitely best. But I've tried to do the other one, and mm. I probably still try to do it more often than I don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got a great... Structure to my prayer life, Father. I'm going to follow it. Systematized, organized. Exactly. Were you an engineer before theologian? I, w- I studied engineering. You studied engineering. Yes, right. I So did. you like systems. You I like do. Processes. Broken down. Ah, yes. And so uh, if you don't know, uh, I'm Father Andrew Dickinson. I'm the 
pastor of St. Paul's in White, South Dakota, the director of the Pius XII Newman Center at SDSU in Brookings. And I am Chris Bergwald, doctor not of engineering, but of theology. (laughs) And there's a previous episode somewhere where we talked about how we both got here, but I am the director of adult discipleship and evangelization for the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Yes. And so, uh, so in this episode of Ignition, talking a bit about how do we follow God's plan for holiness and the examine prayer, especially of St. Ignatius of Loyola being a way for us uh, to live and to, uh, to discover and to live within his plan. But would you mind if I asked uh, sort of before we get into the, the flow of the exam, if you will, yeah. um, and, and maybe you want to put this off to later, but at some point I'd like to talk about, and you can table it if you want for now, but your own personal, like how you came to discover the exam and, and, and your own experience with it, or do you want to hold off with that? Yeah, no, um, we can start, I think it's a good question to ask at the beginning because it talks a little about why you should pay attention to this, okay. you know, uh, why should you not change the station? Right. <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, if you listen to this on the lamb radio, you shouldn't change because you should listen to the lamb. Right. Yes. Right. And uh, go to their sponsors. <laughs> right. Yes. We're allowed to say that. Please do. And so, all right. Um, <clears throat> yes. Yeah, so I, I, I have a couple different experiences in prayer. Just really convict me of this. But uh, honestly, like in my like testimony, my, my story of my Christian life, a lot of it has been discovering like, Oh, I want to do this. And God's like, no, do this instead. And I do it. And it's like, Oh, that's pretty good. You know? Yeah. And, uh, so begin to kind of trust him in that regard. Uh, but I, I really do mention that kind of one Psalm, uh, that really stands out to me in that regard. And this comes from when I did the 30 day spiritual exercises. It didn't actually come to me in the exercises, but living life after the 30 day spiritual exercises. Okay. And so this is Psalm 127. Okay. Those of you scoring at home. Now, Dr. Bergwald, if you know, dear listeners, doesn't have the scriptures memorized (laughs) as much as I do. Right. Wow. Wow. I don't have it totally memorized. Go. I've got more memorized than... Keep going. Actually, probably not. You're probably... Anyway, so Psalm 127. I was bragging. That's a sin, but uh, Satan has the scriptures memorized. Just remember that. (laughs) That's right. He quotes them liberally, but out of context. Um... So one of my favorite scripture passages is Psalm 127, which says, if the Lord does not build the house in vain, do the builders labor. If the Lord does not keep watch in vain, does the watchman keep vigil? In vain is your earlier rising, you're going later to rest. You who toil for the bread you eat while he pours gifts on his beloved while they slumber. And so, uh, that's not all of it. There's another part of it too, but yes. I raised my hand, dear listener. That's why he said yes in mid sense. Um, I think it's worth noting, Father, that you have all the scripture you have memorized. Memorized, probably not. I might be wrong here a little bit. Probably not because you sat down just to memorize right. it, but because you pray with it every single day. And because there are passages that have begun to mean things, too. Right. 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 So, so uh, yeah, it's not that I just sit there and try to memorize them. No flashcards. I am not that pious. No flashcards. Nor devoted. <laughs> and so... Um, Yeah, so Psalm 127 in this way. Uh, If the Lord does not build the house in vain to the builders, labor, that just really resonates with me. It also just was my experience that quite often um, I might have my plan for doing something or getting something done, and it doesn't work out according to my plan. But I discover that God has already done something else beforehand or in some other way outside of my own efforts. And what he has done turns out to be much better than anything I could have planned or done or imagined. Right. 
so that's uh for me becomes this this real crystallization that i need to learn to do what is god's plan for my life okay so fu- <clears throat> excuse me so it's it's uh, not only in this well not just in your life of prayer but in in your life in general uh-huh. um using the examine has helped you become aware of god's will and and how to follow it exactly right okay and again this whole idea of god's plan and in our previous episode of Ignition, number 263, we talked about, um, oh, um, what did we talk about? The waiting for the Holy Spirit. Yep. And that the Holy Spirit's mission in our life is to sanctify, is to transform us. Right. And uh, this idea of prayer goes right to this idea of this difference again between a transactional living out of our faith and a transformational living out of our faith. Right. And so. And it uh, actually points beautifully to next week where we're going to talk about First Thessalonians, where Paul wrote that God's will for us is our sanctification. Right. So. Which we'll talk about next time. In episode 265. Yes. Yes. And so, uh, is that. First Thessalonians one. I can't remember the the citation. Uh, first First Thess- First Thessalonians uh, chapter four verse three. There we go. This is the will of God, your sanctification, and so, um, right. So there's different ways you can do this. Now most of us probably are familiar with an examination of conscience. Right. So that's something where I, when I go to com- uh, confession, the sacrament reconciliation, um, I'll prepare myself for the sacrament by, among other things, examining my conscience, becoming aware of the sins that I've committed, so I can make a full, complete, and worthy confession. Right. And uh, and that's a good thing to do, and you should do that. And do it on a regular basis, even like before you go, not just on the day you're going to confession. Because you can make a regular... Well, you should examine your conscience to know whether you need to go to confession. Right, right. You should just go to confession because the calendar's hit a certain date. You should go to confession uh, because you know that you're sinning and maybe your sins have led you to mortal sin or leading you down the path towards a mortal sin, and so you should turn around and go the other way. So uh, oftentimes you'll hear it recommended to do an examination of conscience on a daily basis. Right. Like before you go to bed. Before you go to bed. Yep. And so... Um, but that's not what we're talking about here. No. But it is a similar thing to what we're talking about. Okay. Because it is the idea of looking at your day. It's just a difference in what you're looking for. Okay. It's an examination of conscience. You're looking at your day and looking for the sake of faults. Okay. And if you find them to prayer and repent, pray in repentance of them. Right. And that's, again, a good and right thing that you should do. Uh, we're talking about an examination of consciousness. Okay. Right. Right. So two terms that we confuse a lot, conscience and consciousness. Right. Or conscious. Right. Yeah. And so uh, conscience is uh, your awareness of what you've done right or wrong. Right. Conscious is just your awareness. Right. So So examining my awareness. Right. Okay. Specifically examine your awareness of the presence of God. Okay. Where was I aware of the presence of God? Where was I not aware of the presence of God. And so that um, is is at the heart of this prayer. And going back again to Psalm 127, if the Lord does not build the house in vain to the builder's labor. So do I know where he was building or keeping vigil? Uh, do I know where he was pouring gifts on his beloved while they slumber? Or am I oblivious to what Jesus was doing that day? I'm just building or I'm just watching. Or I think that's such a, temp- well, what do you- it seems to me, at least reflecting in my own life, that that's a, such a temptation for the life of a disciple. Like I'm doing, and we talked about this a little bit last week as well. I'm doing the Lord's work. Surely he's going to bless it. Right. But, 
what if it's not the work he wants done? Right. Or not what not, not what his priority is for right now. Exactly. So we maybe maybe before I should start what I think is the Lord's work, I should ask him or be attentive to what it actually his work actually is. Because there's so many things you could be doing. And right. I run into this with the college students all the time where they're feel filled with zeal and energy uh towards something or some effort, but yet uh it's not really what the Lord wants to be doing in their life. And talking with them I can hear and and perceive what it seems like the Lord wants to be doing. And they're nowhere near that. In fact, they almost tend to run like the opposite direction of that. Right, exactly. And so um, this examination of, of conscience. Conscious. Conscious. Consciousness. Yes. Wow, it's confusing. <laughs> your examination of your awareness of the daily presence of there God. There we go, okay. And, well, and just to tie in with this, uh, Father Scott Trainer, a priest of our diocese and a very good teacher on the spiritual life, loves to make fun of WWJD. Yeah, he does. And he pokes a lot of fun at it. And so uh, he, he's very grateful for that. If you, Listeners, if you don't know what WWJD it means. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus do? So maybe you haven't heard that or haven't seen it. People wear bracelets or T-shirts. You know, it's kind of this uh, public religious campaign. What would Jesus do? Right. But in what we're talking about, what's wrong with that? Can you... Can you yeah, I, I remember, if I recall correctly, specifically Father Trainer's um, objection to it is that Jesus wants to, it's not what would, like past tense, like if he were, no, right now he is asking me to do something in response to this thing. Right. And uh, he's he's doing something right now, too. He's not a static character from the past. Right. You know, that we can talk about in hypothetical terms. Right. What would Jesus do in this sort of situation? Well, we know that on the Sea of Galilee, he did this. And right. so in our situation, he would do this as well. So in that, we're sort of looking to his life purely as an example of, of a model on how to live rightly. And who do you usually look to in that way as, as examples? Dead people. Right. Right. You know, a, what would Abraham Lincoln do? Right. What would Mahatma Gandhi do? Right. Right. Uh, but, so, so what's the acronym that Father Jawardin? <laughs> Jawardin. It's it's very excellent, very catchy. Uh, coming to a uh, Christian devotional bookstore near you. So, so I'm Max Lucado is writing a book. <laughs> Spell it out for me. J W A J W A Y D R N. J W A Y D R A. Which which Jesus, means, what are you doing right now? Yes. What are you not what would you do if you were still alive? It's too bad you're not. What are you doing because you are alive? You are the living God present in my midst with me. Doing right, something. By the power of your spirit, doing something right now in my life, in my world. And uh uh how how can I be aware of and responsive to what you are trying to do uh, for me? Because I think, that, so So I think a lot of Christians, oh, of course I know Jesus is alive. Of course he's alive. Yeah, but he's not just alive up there in on Mars or Venus watching through his binoculars. He is present working actively. And I think that's the key to distinction between WWJD and Dwarden or whatever. Right. And, and again, and not that WWJD necessarily excludes this, but at the same time, it does seem to be insensitive to this fact this fact that Christ is risen, Christ is alive, Christ is still acting through his body, the church, by the power of his spirit. Right, is acting. 
key key so. key term key term and for you in this consciousness examine <laughs> this examine of your awareness to draw your attention to in your own efforts to copy and follow uh the efforts of our lord right so being attentive to him responding to him exactly just as we respond to questions that listeners might have. That we do. How how would they send us questions? So you are listening to Ignition, a broadcast for the new evangelization. I'm Chris Bergwald, and with me is Father Andrew Dickinson. And uh, if you have questions about what we're discussing today, the examination, the examine of consciousness, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet at us, sfdiocese, use the hashtag ignition. Tweet, so who popularized the examine of consciousness? Well, the examine in this way really would be St. Ignatius of Loyola okay. from his spiritual exercises. Okay. And uh, as uh, a thing done in the exercises and to be done out of the exercises. And then probably most recently it would actually be George Ashenbrenner, okay. at least in the 20th century. The Jesuit uh, priest. Yes, uh, in the kind of the revival of the spiritual exercises of St. Spiritual exercises of St. Ignatius uh, done by a number of priests. Uh, in especially in the United States and Canada. And then uh, Father Timothy Gallagher, who's not a Jesuit, he's an oblate of the Blessed Virgin Mary, but he's done, they have a, a charism to these devotions and he has some writings on this uh, practice as well. Great. So um, we've sort of, well, we spent over 15 minutes sort of laying the foundation. Last 10 minutes, Father, let's, let's dive into a little bit of what the examine actually is. So the examine, first of all, uh, all prayer has to start as a response to the presence of God. Okay. You know, God acts first in this way. It's not that we act on our own, but God is acting first. Um, God is never not loving you into existence. Right. And so any and all prayer, and that's a very Thomistic idea. Yep. That God is semper creating. I don't yep. Know the, the <laughs> semper creator, probably. I don't yeah, know. I don't uh, but but that, that he's always creating. He's always in the act of creating. And so um, the uh, uh, so the, beginning, the first step of an examined prayer, really any prayer, should be purposely making yourself aware, if you're not right now, but to be purposely aware of the fact that God is here and present, you know, in the state of grace, he's dwelling within you. Uh, he's dwelling within you by nature, just in the sense that you exist. He's dwelling uh, and is present via the scriptures you might be in contact with other things. He's present in um, just the beauties of creation, but that God is present mm -hmm. and, uh, and really desiring to pray from that place of gratitude in God. And that's a first important step of any mental prayer. Okay. And then uh, as we go forward again, this is, a, this is an exercise. So it's not necessarily a um, free flowing uh, experience, uh, but it's for a purpose to build up a fundamental uh, thing within you. So there are steps. There are steps. For me to follow. Right. Okay. And, so, and, and so maybe like a good analogy would be, this would be the difference of this as mm. mental prayer, um, is, as a mental prayer, as a spiritual exercise, is more akin to um, you know, uh, fundamental drills in a sport, whether it's, you know, skating drills and hockey, dribbling drills and basketball, tackling drills and football, uh, as opposed to playing the game. Right. Cause you play the game, you're applying the fundamentals, but here you're building the fundamentals okay. so that you can apply them in the game. Okay. 
that makes sense. Part of the, and part of the reason I asked that too is when you're talking about the examine, it's not necessarily it, there. There, there, there is definitely a, a process, if you will, to mm-hmm. this exercise. It's not something that I can just apply to my entire prayer time on a daily basis as part of my prayer is doing the examine. Right. In fact, I'd recommend it and St. Ignatius recommends it to do it at the end of the day right? Uh, when possible. Right. So you can review the day from place of, uh, of having completed it. Right. And so or maybe at the beginning of the next day, you could review the previous, previous day. day. Yep. Okay. So an exercise that probably takes maybe 15 minutes or so. Okay. It doesn't take a long time. Um, and so after you do that, then you ask God for the light of his Holy Spirit. So you draw into the presence of God first. Secondly, you petition, you beg God to see yourself and to know your day in the light of the Holy Spirit. Okay. You want to know yourself as God knows you. Why would you not want to know yourself any other way? Because I don't get it right. No. I'm open to uh, the corruption of sin within me. I'm open to uh, the... Oh, distractions and darts and confusions of the enemy. Right. Whereas uh, seeking the Holy Spirit in that way to know myself as God knows me as best I can, then uh, I just have that view from the love of God. Okay. So we ask for that light of God. And we don't, we, you don't really want to examine enough because you can get into a lot of like self-recrimination. Yep. You know, I should pray more. I should be nicer. And you're saying it not because God is loving you and calling you to this change, but you're saying it because you feel bad about your lack of doing it. Right. And so. Isn't that, necess- and so that's a bad thing? Uh, it's not the best of things. Why? Well, because when you're doing it in that sense, you don't, you're losing the divine sight looking on you, the divine evaluation, the divine physician to be evaluating you. And you're going only from your own estimations in that way, which is just a point of exposure, if you will. So to me, this is a key step. You can't really proceed in the exam and without this. Without asking for the light of the Holy Spirit. No. Now you won't necessarily like your rods and cones in your eye won't necessarily like light up all the stronger at this moment. Um, and so there might not be a tangible experience of this light, but just need to ask for it by name of God and of, of Jesus Christ in that way. Okay. So we start with, um, be aware, aware of God's presence, uh, in my midst of my life. And secondly, asking for the light of the Holy spirit to see my life as God does. Exactly. Okay. And then the third thing that we do is review, we review our day. All right. And in the light of the Holy spirit, we look over our day and we look for the things that we see that we find where we were aware of God, or we were not aware of God. Okay. Just very simple. It doesn't have to be dramatic. Um, you know, was I aware of God when I woke up? Was I aware of God when I went to work? Was I aware of God during my morning of work? Was I aware of God when I ate lunch? Was I aware of God in my afternoon after lunch? Was I aware of God when I went home? Was I aware of God when, you know, did family time and family supper? Was I aware of God when I went to bed? Just very simply. Okay. Right. Um, you know, and then also too, like what seemed like the biggest moment of my day. Okay. Right. So like in my emotions, in my moods, what was the, you know, kind of most prominent part of my day if there was one. Okay. Right. And based on my temperament, I might be more easygoing temperament. I may be an up and down temperament. And, uh, uh, so I might just have to, might look a little different me for, for me than does for you. Right. Right. Okay. Um, so review, review the day in that regard. Now, if we find any place where we did not 
respond to the presence of God, then we pray for forgiveness of that. Say that again? Yes. If we're not aware of the presence of God, we should pray and ask for forgiveness of that. Huh? Okay. Raised eyebrows, dear listeners. This is not a video podcast. Thank goodness it's not a video podcast. <laughs> and so what? asking forgiveness because I wasn't aware of God. Right. Seriously? Yeah. Because you, in a certain sense, owe to God to be turned towards him in your thoughts and actions and deeds at all times. Okay. You know? Uh, is there anything you did this day that God didn't give you? Nope. So don't going you... back to what you said at the beginning, he's always creating me. Right. And so we have to be aware of and responsive to him in that way. Okay. Um, and so now we might include there some actual forgiveness of actual sins, okay. you know, uh, violations of a commandment of something like that, uh, asking for forgiveness for something that wasn't mortal, uh, setting our uh, self in line or in space to have a confession if it was a mortal sin. But uh, um, either way, asking for that forgiveness of God. Okay. And so, and then the final part then would be a renewal uh, of life, an amendment of life, some change. So based on uh, how I've prayed and uh, praying in the light of the Holy Spirit, then um, I might ask or, or say, like, you know, is there some way I need to change my life? Right. So if I'm always being distracted from God at work or when talking to this friend or when doing this thing, then whenever I do those things, I need to have some practical plan in place of how I'm going to do it and still have my heart and mind turned towards the Lord. So it, is there an example you can give of that in your own life? Does anything come to mind where you prayed the exam and, and this was a, a, a specific amendment that came to mind? Yeah. Um, so, uh, well, this is kind of like more of a fruit of praying examines than okay. an ex- doing an exam for sure. Just there's one day where, um, it was a summertime, you know, things were low at the Newman Center, and I was supposed to go say a daily mass out in white, and I was kind of lollygagging around in the morning, because I was used to doing that, because it was summertime, right. and all of a sudden I'm realizing, you know, it's 10 minutes till I'm supposed to say mass in white, and it's 15 <laughs> minutes away, Out. you know, and I start reprimanding myself in my own head using colorful language. Yes. And so, uh, but... Uh, just realizing, you know, I'm berating myself in a way that I don't need or deserve for this mistake. Mm. And this is something that will actually lead me to be distracted from God and to even, in a sense, hurt myself and not turn towards the Lord. And so I need to stop doing that. Right. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So never uh, mind. Like I didn't use, I didn't blaspheme the Lord's name, but I shouldn't use foul language. I should amend that too, but, um, and, and strive to, but you know what I mean? So 25 seconds, Father, why pray, uh-huh. the, why pray the examine? Because God's ways are better than ours. <laughs> That's see, two seconds. That was all oh. you needed. I can say that 13 more times. <laughs> but uh, yeah, because God's ways are better than ours. And, and he des- his desire for you to be a saint is greater than your own desire to be a saint. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. I think we're going to... He des- his desire for me to be a saint is greater than my own desire to be. Amen. Amen. And that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us, ignition at sfcatholic.org, or tweet at us, use SF Diocese with the hashtag Ignition, with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. You can find archives of this and past episodes online at sfcatholic.org. Click on Media and then Audio Files. You can also subscribe to the Ignition Podcast in the iTunes Store. 
Remember to tune in every Thursday afternoon at 2 p.m. on Lamb Catholic Radio at 91.3 FM in Hartford and 104.3 LPFM Juan Diego Catholic Radio in Sioux Falls and on 88.9 FM in Ipswich and Aberdeen or online at lambradio.com.